Welcome to The New Way, the bite-sized podcast for leaders and executives like you who want to transform their organisation and inspire people to work in new ways. Forget stalled progress and disappointment from upstairs. Each episode, I reveal how to communicate your vision, drive change, and become the leader that everyone loves. No BS or fluff, just the practical info that you need. I'm Dr. Kate Byrne. Get ready for actionable insights, mini execution plans, and game-changing secrets from my 20 years in the trenches, supporting senior leaders to introduce the new way. (laughs) Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of The New Way. It is fantastic to have you here with me. I'm recording this for you from my home office today, which is actually a great segue into today's topic. But before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that my dogs are asleep under my desk right now. They look so peaceful, but I've got to give you a heads up that one of them, in fact, it's my smallest baby girl. Oh, she can snore like a chainsaw and it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> so I think we're looking good right now, but I just wanted to apologize in advance if that happens. And if you can hear any random chainsaw noises in the background <laughs> as we go through. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's jump straight into this week's topic. Last week, we talked about the power of identifying and making sure that we're aligning our change management strategy to relevant trends. Just as a little recap, I define trends as a macro level shift among people's attitudes, expectations, behaviors, that type of thing. Trends are usually the result of broader cultural shifts and new technologies, and trends can happen in any part of life, any industry, any part of the world, any generation or any life stage. It's important for change leaders to pay attention to workplace and other trends that might impact their change or transformation program because trends are usually a sign that we need to think about serving and supporting our stakeholders and employees in new ways. So keeping your eye on emerging trends is an important skill for smart change leaders and managers because they know that it means there's likely opportunities to better align the change strategy, deliver results and support change adoption. In the last episode, I mentioned a few different trends that are likely relevant to your transformation program. I talked about changes to learning styles. Uh, I talked about a growing emphasis on transparency and having more focus than ever on organizational purpose. If you haven't taken a listen to last week's episode, maybe jump over and take a listen to it now and then head on back over to this one. Today, I want to dive into a workplace trend that has impacted most of us over the last 18 months. And I wanted to share a few big, you know, I guess kind of tactical implications and things that change managers should keep in mind about it. Yep, we are talking about working from home. (laughs) Now, I'm not going to waste our time talking about why working from home has become the new normal for so many of us recently. We all know and we're all over it. This isn't a conversation about how leaders and change managers can and must help embed work from home policies. Of course, that's important, but it has been done to death at this point. (laughs) Instead, 
What I think is interesting is what this means for change leaders and change managers that are charged with driving and delivering organisational transformation from now on. Because it seems working from home or at least, you know, having more flexible work arrangements for employees is really here to stay. Over the past few months, I've come across so many articles and research reports on this stuff, and I'm going to share some of the things I found most interesting with you. For example, last month, the New York Times reported that 70% of employees will seek new jobs if their employer doesn't offer the flexibility of them working from home at least some of the time. So people are into it. Research out of Bond University here in Australia has proven that working in open plan office environments causes additional stress at levels that can negatively affect mental and physical health. Apparently, the noise stress can also lead to reduced job satisfaction and commitment, and it can also potentially increase the likelihood of employees leaving. Interesting, right? One place that I always look to for workplace trends is the tech industry. And I've noticed that fast growing Australian software company Atlassian, who have more than 5,000 employees located around the world, they have recently gone all in on their work from home program for employees with an initiative called Team Anywhere. Now, when designing the initiative, Atlassian surveyed staff and they found that their employees plan to be in the office around 50% of the time. Even so, their Team Anywhere initiative only requires staff to attend the office four times a year. The idea is that these four must-attend office visits will be like going to a work conference that's really focused on learning and building networks. And the company is reconfiguring their HQ, their head quarters, their office spaces to support these learning and networking experiences rather than kind of being a place where everyone comes to do their work day to day. The company is also thinking about opening smaller co-working hubs in areas that are closer to where staff live. Their bold plans really bring activity-based working to the forefront for me. (laughs) Another tech company doing something similar is Dropbox. Dropbox is a file hosting company with about 2,500 staff and they're headquartered in San Francisco. Dropbox is retooling all of their physical spaces and is even rebranding these spaces, calling them studios rather than offices. I think that's amazing. In fact, I recently read an interview with their head of design and he apparently accidentally used the word office a couple of times and he immediately corrected himself and said studio in the interview. All of the studios for Dropbox have been redesigned solely as places for teams to come together. There are spaces for meetings and then there are in-house cafes and libraries that employees can use as a quick kind of touchdown spot to catch up with a colleague or check email before a meeting. But that is it. Dropbox has specifically said that employees cannot work from these spaces five days a week. They even have a company motto that's about when teams or groups should use these spaces to come together. And their motto is keep it special. So interesting. Now, at the same time, research out of Australia that was published just last month found that while flexibility is important to everyone, The workplace was the number one source of meaning and social connection for seven out of 10 Australians of all ages. 
In fact, even though we think of them as being very digitally connected, the research found that three out of four Gen Z workers, by the way, that's your team members who are aged between 18 and 26, (laughs) Gen Z said they found meaning and social connection in their workplaces. They are the generation that was most keen to get back to the workplace. It's interesting stuff, isn't it? Look, even if your organization isn't as cutting edge as the ones I've mentioned just yet, the future of work is coming. Flexible work and virtual teams are here to stay, as well as the need for meaningful collaboration and connection from our workplaces. So what does this mean for us? First and foremost, I think it means that change leaders and change managers must become industry experts at creating a sense of belonging in the workplace, whether that's in virtual workspaces or in face-to-face experiences. And to do this, more than ever, we need to think through change strategies and tactics and be really intentional in our delivery of change. Creating a sense of belonging in all, but especially in virtual or remote team contexts, comes down to really emphasizing human-centered thinking, human-focused design, communication approaches, and genuine dialogue. Because the truth is, we can't rely on the technology to deliver change success. It's just not enough. The best technology solution in the world won't guarantee change adoption. So tactically speaking, how can change leaders and managers support a sense of belonging when they are driving a transformation program? Well, look, there are a thousand ways, depending on your unique context. But today, I'm going to share a few that are valuable across the board, whatever your change program or situation. First, I suggest forgetting about hosting once-off information sessions or classroom-based training. Instead, you want to design a continual cycle of experiences where every event, every learning opportunity, every meeting, every info session, it's just part of a longer awareness raising and capability uplift journey. The idea is that deeper, iterative engagement experiences are the ones that are going to create a stronger sense of connection and trust when the change program and community of belonging, uh, you know, is happening in a remote context. So no more one and done thinking, okay? It's just not effective when you're trying to engage across remote teams. My next suggestion, and now this probably seems very operational, but it really will make a big difference, is to deliberately set aside extra time in meetings, group workshops, info sessions, learning sessions, listening sessions, any experiences like that where the change team is collaborating or connecting with others. This is about intentionally creating social spaces for informal communication, checking in with each other and for coaching as well. Even though it has been a long time since I have literally seen folks standing around a water cooler talking, these types of informal conversations and spaces tend to happen far more organically in traditional office settings. We don't even really need to worry about it. We know that something's going to come up, but not so in the case of remote workspaces. Look, I'm someone who really likes to get down to business and get on with work, and I find small talk a bit awkward, really. (laughs) But even I know that intentionally creating space for informal conversations and check-ins in remote settings is incredibly powerful when it comes to building and maintaining that sense of belonging. It's really important. 
the last tip that I want to share with you today to promote that sense of belonging and connection with stakeholders in flexible work settings is to over-communicate. Now, as a rule, when it comes to comms, communications, as your visibility decreases, your frequency should increase. And importantly, that goes for the quality of your communications as well. So the quality of your communications should be increasing as well. If you don't have a change communication specialist or a designer as part of your team and you're really trying to drive organizational change or transformation across a remote or geographically dispersed team, I strongly recommend that you get them on board stat. And then when you've got them on board, that you listen to their expert advice on this. Because done well, the quality of your communications, how compelling and targeted your messaging is, how easy it is to consume and how good it looks will speak volumes about how serious the organization is about the transformation initiative. Something happens with high quality, well-pitched communication products and materials where the tone and the energy really matches with the vision and the goals of um, your transformation program and what it's trying to achieve. When you're engaging with folks across virtual teams, people are going to notice the investment in your communication materials. And when they do, somehow it's like they think, okay, if my organization is investing so much effort into this initiative, then I'm going to invest my attention into it too. The bottom line is that when you're driving change across a geographically dispersed, flexible workplace, the quality of your communications will either make or break your change success and everything communicates. So there you have it. It seems like flexible working arrangements and remote or virtual teams really are here to stay. This is an evolving workplace trend that definitely impacts all of your in-train and all of your future change and transformation initiatives too. And it means that as change leaders, we need to rethink and really evolve many of the tactics that we commonly use to drive change. Really, change management success just takes a little bit more care when we're engaging with remote stakeholders, but it is totally possible. No matter where your organisation currently is with this, perhaps everyone's working from home all the time. Uh, Maybe most of the folks that you work with come into the office just a couple of days a week. Anyway, however it looks for you right now, by focusing on building up that sense of belonging and intentionally designing and rolling out the right mix of strategies and operational tactics, you can drive killer, long-lasting organisational change. I am fascinated by the future of work and I've loved sharing these ideas with you. I hope that this conversation has given you something interesting to think about, some juicy insights and a bunch of practical tactics that you can use in your current change initiative. By the way, in case you're interested in learning more about any of the research or the interviews that I mentioned today, I'll make sure that we link to them in the show notes for this episode so they're really easy for you to find and refer to. I think this is such an important trend to think about for everyone in organizational change management right now. Please take a screenshot of this episode right now and share it with your change management friends and colleagues uh, as a conversation starter so that we can all start thinking about these ideas more and grow and learn together. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
whatever you're up to and wherever you're working from, I hope that you have a really, really great week. I can't wait to catch up with you again next time. Until then, take care and bye for now.